Grace Point Church podcast, we proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Reverend Harrison Mungai. Reverend Harrison is the lead pastor at Grace Point Church. Good morning and welcome to Christian Living on Fridays. It's been a great joy sharing these um, short sections of looking at the things that we believe, the convictions that we draw from the Bible together every Friday morning. I trust that this has been helpful for you. I trust that you've continued to grow in your faith and your love for the Lord Jesus Christ um, through this series that we do on Fridays, but also through what my colleagues have been doing in the other days of the week. Last Friday, we were thinking about what are we to believe about Jesus? Uh, the Friday before we were looking at what are we to believe about the Bible? And in this short um, series, we're asking ourselves, what are we to believe about ABCD? And this Friday is no different. But today, we're going to be asking ourselves, what are we to believe about the Holy Spirit? Now, I know the Holy Spirit is... Um, a subject that many people approach with a bit of uncertainty. They are not quite sure because maybe some have um, made God, the Holy Spirit, uh, something that scripture has not revealed. Or some have laid a heavy emphasis on certain gifts of the Holy Spirit, whereas others have had zero or no emphasis at all. So some have underemphasized and others have overemphasized certain aspects of the Holy Spirit. But the best place to go to when we are talking about anything really uh, that a believer should hold dear and true, the place to go is the Bible, which is why we began uh, this miniseries by asking ourselves, what are we to believe from the Bible certainly about ABCD and in this case, the Holy Spirit. I'll suggest three things that are very important for us uh, to hold as true and indeed to keep on growing in them about God, the Holy Spirit. The first one that I would love for us to understand is that he is God. To understand that the Holy Spirit is God. The second thing is that he indwells or believers, that he indwells or that he lives in all believers. The third is that he is our helper. So he is God, lives in us to help us. Three very important points to understand about the Holy Spirit. They're not just those three, I should be quick to add. But the reason I only say three things at a time is that I find three easy to remember. There could be more. Sometimes it could be a lot more. I mean, God, the infinite one, really cannot just be reduced to my three neat points. Now, clearly, there would be a lot more that can be said about the Holy Spirit. But I just said these three for us for now in this podcast so we can easily understand and maybe what I think to be the three most important things to know about the Holy Spirit. 
So the first one, he is God. That's a big claim to make. It's a big claim to make because many people are wondering, is the Holy Spirit really God? Is he really part of God or is he a form of God or is it one anger of God? Well, the Bible describes the Holy Spirit in very personal terms as a person using oftentimes in the English translation, um, first person singular, he He's described with personal attributes as one who um, has a will or one who can lead people in a certain direction. Uh, for example, in the book of Acts, so you see the Holy Spirit speaking to Philip um, or even giving counsel to the church in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit you know, can be seen against or even lied to, for example, in that incident when Ananias and Sapphira sinned against the Holy Spirit and lied to the Holy Spirit. In fact, the word used there is um, to Jehovah, to God, which means the understanding of the early church and of the apostles from very early on was the personal nature of the Holy Spirit, but also the fact that he is divine. He is God. When Jesus is sending out the disciples to go and preach the gospel um, to all creatures and to the whole world, he says to baptize those who would believe in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we see that a Trinitarian order there of him being God he is to be worshipped. And he is to be glorified together with the Father and with the Son because he is God. And yet, we do not worship three gods, but we worship uh, one God. Um, and yet, uh, we see that uh, three persons in one God. It is beyond our understanding for sure, but it is how Scripture has revealed God to us as one God the unity of the Trinity and the Trinity of unity. It is the perfect unity of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So first thing I love for you to take home is that the Holy Spirit is God and he is to be worshipped together with the Father and with the Son. I think of that closing a prayer that Paul uses in Corinthians, in the second letter of Corinthians, that he, he prays uh, this very common prayer, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now evermore. When he is to be worshipped uh, together with the Father and with the Son. The second thing, uh, moving on quickly, is that he indwells all believers. He indwells all believers. Now, what's the basis of saying this? Because Jesus promises believers, the Holy Spirit, you know, all believers, all who are to confess Jesus as Lord, do so by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, this might be perhaps controversial to some who think that the Holy Spirit is only in some and not in others, or who think that 
maybe he is only in a small portion or a small amount and not fully in others. Well, if he is a person, you either have him or you don't. I mean, if it's a person that you are meeting, you either have a meeting with a person or you don't. You, you don't have part of a person. You don't say that, you know, I, I have um, a small portion of, of, of so-and-so. No, he is a person. Sometimes the language might be used to express um, a different experience, but that's not to mean that, you know, some people have the Holy Spirit and others do not. Well, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to the whole church, to all who would believe in him. In John 14, he says, If you love me and you will keep my commandments, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you, the Spirit of truth, whom the world, that is those who are not believers, cannot receive. You know him, for he dwells with you and he will be with you. You know, talking to the disciples in this uh, address in John 14, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. But then he says, verse 26 of John 14, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will said in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Very particular application there to the apostles who are listening to this, but also a very general application to all who would also believe. He's the one who will lead them into all truth. He's the one who brings conviction. Uh, he's the one who, um, uh, who causes people to turn and to believe the gospel. He's the one who does the work of changing our hearts from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. It indwells all believers. And let no one ever tell you that you do not have the Spirit of God. Because no one can say, Jesus is Lord. Says John in one of his letters that we are actually studying at church at the moment. Except by the Holy Spirit. No one can say Jesus is Lord. No one can confess to the Lordship of Jesus. There is no believer who does not have the Spirit of God. That doesn't mean that the believer is perfect, no. Because, you know, anyone um, is subject to temptation. But it is the Holy Spirit who helps us, even in those weaknesses, because he is given to the church. He is made manifest quite openly and you know, boldly in Acts chapter 2. But he is given to the church. And even in the early days of the church, when they would have doubted whether the Holy Spirit has been given to all people, there is clear demonstration that in Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit of God comes upon believers gathered there, quite a number of them in the upper room. Moving on later on, he is given even to the Gentiles and later on um, and elsewhere, even further afield in mission contexts, we see the Holy Spirit of God coming down upon all types of people demonstrably to show that the Holy Spirit has been given to everybody. So let not, no one demean you that you do not have the Holy Spirit or even let no one think of themselves superior that they have the Holy Spirit and maybe 
others do not have is a gift to the church given without measure the last thing for us to remember and to believe about the holy spirit is his work he is our helper like i just read in john 14 but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance what i have said to you and that's important to see that he helps us in our weaknesses for example we are told elsewhere that he helps us to pray uh, we do not know how to pray as we ought but the holy spirit intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words and he is also there to remind us of our, of our oneness or of our union with Christ to remind us that we are children of God he's the one who cries deep down within us abba father it's the spirit of god reminding us of our sonship reminding us that we are eternal heirs of the kingdom of god but the striking thing that you also notice here is that he points to jesus you know he shows us jesus he brings to remembrance to the disciples the things that jesus would have taught He helps them of course certainly in the writing of the episodes and of course he also inspired the writing of scripture and just like we noticed a few weeks ago that men were not writing the things of their own imagination but they were carried along by the spirit of god that's the work of the holy spirit he shows us jesus he doesn't draw any attention to himself no he points to jesus he reminds us of the gospel he doesn't try to create something else on the side or try to take any attention no but actually he glorifies jesus you know he gives gifts to the church gifts of the holy spirit so that the gospel of jesus may continue to be preached you know he gives different gifts to the body he gives witness or proclamation of the gospel he gives boldness so that the gospel of jesus christ may be proclaimed there is so much more that i could say or we can learn actually from scripture but remember these three things that you are to believe and i am to believe about the holy spirit that he is god that he indwells all believers and that he is our helper what a glorious thing to know let us pray Lord, we pray that we would know the Holy Spirit, that we would continue to see Him at work in our lives, and that we may continue to be submitted to Him, particularly in our witness to our neighborhood, to those who are near, to those who are far, to show them Jesus. Now help us to know these things and to embrace them for the glory of the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much. Do you have a good day ahead? Thank you for listening to today's episode of Brisbane Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again for a new episode. Goodbye.